As Hans Gruber from Die Hard might say, it's Christmas, Patriots fans. It's the time of miracles, so mm. be of good cheer and stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful, and thank you once again for making Lockdown Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Remember, Lockdown Patriots is available and free on all platforms, including YouTube. So smash that subscribe button, download, subscribe to follow Lockdown Patriots wherever you get your podcasts to ensure that you get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate. Bad Hans Gruber impression at all. And I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. Reach out to me. Let me know what's on your mind on X at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some love to Lock On Patriots social media style, please follow our account there as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And of course, Pats fans, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And Patriots fans, thank you again for joining me here today. I hope that you had an enjoyable holiday. Thank you for starting your post-holiday week here on Locked On Patriots. And in keeping with the theme of the season, folks, your New England Patriots pulled off their own miraculous moment in the Mile High City. That's right. On Christmas Eve, a 26-23 victory over the Denver Broncos with only two seconds remaining. Chad Ryland's 56-57 yard field goal. I'm seeing it reported as both Murphs. We're going to go with both right now. Either one, extremely impressive. Splitting the uprights at Empower Field, capping a wild second half, but delivering New England its fourth win of the season. Folks, there is a lot to break down in this one, and your questions are going to be mixed in here on Telegraph Tuesday. And how could we even think about opening the Locked On Patriots mailbag without welcoming in the man who coined the phrase to begin with. The legendary Thomas Murphy is with me today, as always. Thank you for coming to me, spreading your holiday wisdom, your counsel, maybe a little sacramental wine, but most of all, your good cheer today, Don Murph. <laughs> the sacramental wine. Oh, I missed the sacramental wine. But, Michael, it was a great holiday. What a fantastic holiday. You know, the Patriots win, Patty Mahomes loses, and here we are on a Telegraph Tuesday with some really great questions. You know, Murph, I'm always of the school where a win does more for a team, short-term and long-term, than a loss that only perpetuates an uncertain future. Right. Let's stick with that theory for a second, because the New England Patriots offense early on in this season was maligned to the point where... They were essentially in Clark Griswold territory. They were getting ready, like Cousin Eddie, to get thrown yeah. in the back of the car, driven up to the middle of nowhere, left for dead. They're showing signs of life. And one of the big reasons why they're showing signs of life is the confidence of Bailey Zappi. Right. Not the only reason, folks, but you got to give the kid his due. He is exuding it, and the Patriots are buying into it. And that's as much about being a leader and being a quarterback, a starting quarterback for a team, as any other trait. And when we take a look at the job that he did in this game, Murph, um, not going to absolutely blow up the stat sheet, 
25 no. of 33, 256 yards, two touchdowns, yep. one turnover to begin the game, but then turnover-free football, no interceptions in this one, started to show that leadership that the Patriots have been craving. It's so much to the point where our listeners are picking up on it. And where would we start on Telegraph Tuesday with a question from one of our most valued everydayers out there? Leslie at Cape Cod Burley. Happy holidays, Leslie. Hope you had a wonderful holiday, and thank you for sending this great question. We had some space constraints here, so I had to snip this one and paraphrase it just a little bit, but Leslie's full question, I thought, should be read because it was worded very eloquently. It appears the Patriots have their offensive game, although the Broncos almost managed to make a comeback of a 23-7 deficit. Did the Pats finally find the leadership they were looking for in a quarterback? when Zappi led a seven-play drive that set up the winning field goal, or was this game more of a Christmas miracle? Murph, I leave it to you, my friend. When you look at this game, especially that final drive, what's going through your head? What is your evaluation of Bailey Zappi in that situation? Um, my thought during that drive was get into the end zone. <laughs> get into the end zone. Fair enough. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to we'll get to that in a, in a minute with another question. Um, and uh, but no, I I, I do believe we we've talked at at length about the uh, the confidence that Bailey Zappi shows in the pocket in the huddle, um, and and this exudes his you know out throughout the entire offense. Um, you you could tell not only in during this drive, but during the entire game that um you know people were were just a tad bit more comfortable you know and when i mean people i mean uh bailey zappi's pass catchers especially ezekiel elliott um they know that if they are the first read on a um on on any given pattern that that the the patriots are running any any given play that the patriots are running that if it's not there bailey zappi can get back to them I can I can focus on one play and and tell you why. When Zappy hit Parker on that 50-50 ball and I said and I actually tweeted it was nice for Mr. 70-30 uh, 30-70 to come down with one. But Zappy's throwing that ball. Mm -hmm. Um Mac Jones was not throwing that ball. Mac mm -hmm. Jones in the back of his head had so much don't turn the ball over, don't turn the ball over that uh that uh, it, it was affecting his relationship with his wide receivers, all right? Uh, Zappi's trusting guys, letting them go out there and make a play. And uh, that that's a prime example of it. Another one was the bullet that he threw to Pop Douglas that, you know, <laughs> Pop didn't come down with, but they didn't go away from him. You know, monster mm -hmm. key, you know, you run the wrong route, you drop a ball, no, no worries, go back out there, kid, and do it. And he made plays later on in the game. Zappy trusted him to do that. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, this wasn't a Christmas miracle. Um, I think, you know, Zappy's leadership is something that has been sorely missing here. You can't just go out and demand to be a leader. You know, people have to want to follow you. Right. And people want to follow Bailey Zappi. So, yeah, I think they found the leader. I don't know how long that's going to last. I don't know if it's going to go into next season or not. But right now, he's turning keys. And we like guys who turn keys. <laughs> we definitely like guys that turn keys. And you know what? I agree with Murphy. Or I do think they have found a leader. Now, does that mean they found their long-term solution? 
jury is very much still out on that. It's probably, I would say, tipping the scales more toward the 60 end than the 40 end, that they're still in search of their long-term solution at quarterback. But one thing that I will say about Bailey Zappi is he's looking at what needs to happen in order for a quarterback who's a second stringer, a guy that's running the scout team, a guy that is a career backup, a guy who's get to been the cut. level of being exactly to get to the level of being a starter. Ball security, protecting the football is point one. That's exactly what he's doing. In four previous starts that Bailey Zappi has made, he's thrown an interception in every one. Didn't throw one on Sunday nope. night. In fact, pro football focus estimates that 33 of his pass attempts, all of them, were considered non-turnover worthy. Right. Not one of them was labeled as a turnover worthy throw. That's impressive. When you're doing it on a national stage in a hostile environment, he was right. blitzed on 40% of his dropbacks on Sunday. I thought Bailey did such an amazing job right. of deciphering Denver's defense. This is not an easy defense to read, no. folks. You know, this is not Vance Joseph. Sean Payton, they give you nickel looks. They give you a lot of base defense. They yep. give you some dime looks. And they mix it up in a way that makes it very confusing for a quarterback, any and quarterback. And those blitz packages are unreal. You, yeah. you really don't know where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And Bailey handled it really well. Uh, he stepped up. He he filled the holes that, that didn't get filled last week on those hot reads that we were talking about. Right. And he extended plays. He, he may not have, have moved the chains with his legs, but he extended plays and then gave his guys an opportunity to uh, to make plays down the field. We talked about uh, attacking the seams this mm. week, and um, that was that was one of my keys to victory. And and the you know they they definitely did that. Devontae Parker's mm. big big thirty yard catch that was in the, that was on the fifty fifty ball, but he made another nice grab going down the seam. Farrell Brown once again. Uh, you know, he, he just, he just makes plays. He goes out there and, and he catches balls. I think, I don't think he's dropped a ball thrown his way this year. Yeah, I really no, don't. Farrell um, is so good at doing what he does. He there, really absolutely. is. And people, people um, in the know, people that I respect say that you can't, you can't build your offense around a talent like Farrell Brown. I'm not asking anybody to build their offense around Farrell Brown. Right. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> the only tight end, and there are three tight ends in history that you can actually build your offense around. Two of them were Patriots. One was Russ Francis, and one is Rob Gronkowski, who's the greatest tight end to ever walk the face of the earth. That's not what I'm asking here. I'm just asking him to be a part of it. And then right. you can even you can even go and look at um at uh um uh Gesicki's two catches this week you know uh he two for two he he, he hauled in a nice touchdown it, it, it was fantastic confidence that he shows it not only in the huddle not only um in the pocket but the confidence that he shows in his his so-called not playmakers is uh is is just infectious that's what it is, it is. and this play, this team is playing that way right now yeah, absolutely. And again, you've got to give the kid credit for turning the keys, not just in a situation where showing the confidence, exuding the confidence, yeah. but executing on the field, folks. This is where I've seen a lot of growth from Bailey Zappi. He's attacking the field. He's attacking downfield. He's not right. afraid to make those throws. In no. passes that went 20 plus yards in the air in this game, Murph, five of five, 137 yards, one touchdown. You know what else is impressive about him going down the field? He's doing it on third down too. 
He's not afraid to convert. Now, the Patriots right. were not perfect no. on third down in this game by any stretch. 3 of 13 is not going to win you right. a lot of games, folks. It did on Sunday. Not going to be the regular. But look at where Zappi is attempting to make plays on third down. You mentioned Mike Gensicki. That came on third and nine. The other, I thought, was the Devontae Parker, the 27-yarder, that ended up setting up right. Chad Ryland's game-winning field goal. These are clutch situations where Bailey Zappi is making these throws. And then you look when he's a little bit more relaxed. Murph mentioned the the 20-yarder to Farrell Brown. He had a couple of nice completions to Parker, a few great ones to Demario Douglas. Uh, the seam route, you mentioned seam routes, the one to Jalen Rager I thought was an excellent yep. throw. These are moves, these are plays that are made by a quarterback that's serious about making the adjustments needed to become a serviceable and maybe even post a snap. very good pre and post quarterback. Snap. Perfectly said. You know, it, it, it really was. Pre and post snap, he kept his head. He didn't lose it. This is a man that was under pressure all day long, handled it really well, and just, you know, just, just turned the knob a little bit to take the pressure mm -hmm. off himself Absolutely. he did it himself in, in in the way he commanded the pocket on uh, on saturday absolutely and to bring it all back full circle leslie yes to lead that seven play drive okay. to set the patriots up when it comes to the game winning field goal bailey zappi deserves a lot of the credit yep. but we wouldn't be doing our job murph if we didn't give some credit to chad ryland and we're about to do so in just a moment but first tip of the cap, Leslie. Thank you for your great question. Always appreciate your support of Locked On Patriots. Folks, great questions like this. Get them in. We love to feature them. And next segment is going to feature a couple of great questions because, Murph, we're going to talk some special teams. Yeah, it deserves its own segment. The special teams may have been the star of the day for Chad Ryland, but leading up to it, eh, not so much. Or maybe it did, folks. Let us know what your thoughts are. But Murph and I are going to talk about the special teams woes and how Chad Ryland helped to save Christmas Eve when this episode of the Lockdown Patriots podcast continues. A proud part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown listeners, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. Make the Pat Sunday afternoon matchup in Western New York a little bit more interesting with our good friends over at FanDuel. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and stay locked in to NFL season action. Patriots fans, thank you once again for spending portions of your day after Christmas here on Locked On Patriots, opening up the Telegraph Tuesday lines as we break down the New England Patriots 26 to 23 Christmas Eve miracle in Mile High. The Patriots over the Broncos. We're opening up the mailbag. It's a lot of fun here on Locked On Patriots today. And the reason why it's so fun is because of this guy right here on the other side of my screen, oh, the legendary Count of Murphy Fisto himself. No, 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 don't let him. He's tons of fun, folks. Don't let him fool you. The legendary Thomas Murphy, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself joins me here today. Murph, we've talked a lot about offense. We've given a lot of praise, and I think rightfully so, to Bailey Zappi for his performance. Maybe his yep. best game as a pro. Definitely his most poised game as a pro. But if we're talking why the Patriots might have been in a little bit of a difficulty to win this game to begin with, 
Yeah, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention some special team snap moves. Yeah. Of course, all of that erased by Chad Ryland's field goal and the Patriots riding the era of good feelings all the way back to Foxborough from that plane ride in my eye. But Murph, you and I both know that this has not been a pretty time for the Patriots special teams. No. For being honest, it really has not been the best of times in the recent years for the Patriots special teams. We're noticing a marked decline each and every year. And this year has not been the year that everybody thought it would be. Before we get to the highs, the Rocky Mountain highs of that Chad Ryland field goal, because you know we love to end on a high note, let's talk about the lows first. And great question from one of our very favorite everydayers out there, our man Joel from Hull, at Joel Shapiro 20. Right. Happy holidays, Mike and Murph. Happy holidays, Joel. Happy Thank you holidays, so much Joel. for the question, my friend. Why has special teams play been so inconsistent this past year Again, Murph, if I'm giving my opinion, I think it's been a lot longer than just this past year, but what is it about this Patriots special teams unit that just can't get it done consistently? You can't you can't sum it up in a word or two. All right. Coaching has been awful. All right. It has been completely awful. I, I honest honest to God, guys, I, I really want to know why Joe Judge is standing next to Bill Belichick so often and he's not down there with his special teams units. I want to know why Cam Accord is still employed here. All right. The miscues, missteps, missed tackles. Um, it, it's, it's God awful. And every week it, it, I can't even, I can't even blame the, um, the same people because it keeps happening over and over again. Uh, it, how many, how many tackles has Brendan Schooler whiffed on this year? How many has he missed? <laughs> All right. This team really needed him yesterday with Matthew Slater out. This is a guy that that is paid really, really well to play special teams. And he has been a detriment to this special teams unit all year long. Now, when when we're talking about um, the kicking game, of course, you know, that that's it. it it's got to go on Ryland. He uh, he pushed one. I think he hooked he hooked a, a a field goal attempt that went through the wind. It should have pushed mm. it the other way, and it didn't. He hooked it so bad it went through the wind, and then on the extra point, it actually pushed off the other way. Yeah. Okay. That's a guy. So yeah, I was a little bit nervous. I was a little bit more nervous. We were talking earlier was uh, about that final drive, and I wanted to make sure the Patriots got six there and didn't put it on his foot. But they did, and he made the catch. Now, you can go back in time and, you know, talk about guys. Talk about Steven Goskowski. He did not have the greatest start to his career here. Adam Vinatieri, people forget, you know, that's a man that 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 is a Super Bowl hero because mm -hmm. he missed kicks earlier in the game. Okay? The man wasn't perfect. This kid's not perfect. There's There's been a lot of pressure put on him. Um, you know, since draft night when the Patriots took him in the fourth round and, um, it's shown he hasn't, he hasn't really lived up to expectations and he hasn't, um, overcome that pressure in the way that, uh, that, um, some other, some, some people out there expected this young kid to do. Um, yes, he's kicked in the, in the elements before. Yes, he's, he's been around, 
but uh, it, it's really different when you're collecting a paycheck for it. It's really different mm. when you are a, uh, a that high of a draft pick, and that's a really high draft pick for a kicker. It you is. know, so everybody was coming in and expecting him to be um, to be uh, Mr. Perfect, but not not. I'm sorry, folks. Not not everybody is 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 Goskowski. Not everybody's Tony mm. Franklin. How about mm. that? We'll go we'll go all the way back to Tony Franklin. You oh, know, right. every once in a while you you get a Mike nu- Mike Nugent in there. <laughs> you get a a Gogolak in there. It, it's it's you know it's. I don't want to say the yips. I don't want to put that on them yet. But uh, it, it's a pressure filled job. And when the pressure was turned up on uh, on Sunday, he came through. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to give Chad an awful lot of credit because he's doing it with almost all of the fan base, a good portion of the media, and even some of the national pundits, right. um, really questioning whether or not this kid is worthy of his position. And look, I don't think we're overstepping our bounds here to say that even the team was questioning that. You don't bring in kickers the way they have over the course of the last couple of months and not expect it to mean nothing shows that the Patriots are keeping their options open. And they had to because Chad was struggling. But the one thing that I think he showed in this game was, like we talked about with Bailey Zappi, maybe not consistently enough at this point to say that he's on his way or on the right path but it does prove that he can get the job done. You mentioned this Patriots special teams unit, Murph, and their inability to grow from last year. The Patriots finished 32nd in special teams DVOA in 2022. Yep. You would think that having Joe Judge take on a little bit more of a role, which reportedly was supposed to happen this year, um, the re-signing of Cody Davis, the drafting of Marte Mapu, uh, the... Savvy and the veteran leadership of Matt of Matthew Slater and Adrian Phillips and guys that are career special teamers, the addition of Chris Board was supposed to take right. that group and at least bring it back to respectability. You wanted them at least at the equator when it comes to teams. That Board did ran not out happen, folks. That did not happen this year, folks. Um, crucial penalty on Chris Board. Yep. I mean, you know, these are not. This is not typical of someone that's a career no. special teamer, folks. Um, let's not even get to the fact that the game began with a 52-yard punt return by Mike yeah. Mims that really Thank set you. the tone uh, that could have been a real disaster. Miles um, Bryant muffing the punt. Now, I'm not going to get on Miles because I think Miles has no, really yeah. given you everything in yeah. his arsenal. So I'm willing to let that one slide because of everything he's given you. But once again, you're not seeing the fundamentally sound team they're not seeing that fundamental sound unit yes exactly i kind of do i really kind of do because i think miles is the guy again that does it with everyone laughing in his face and he always delivers so i'm going to continue to beat that miles bryant drum go ahead he's not going to be your superstar back there in that cornerback room but i still love what the kid brings you and I, i just love that ingenuity and his inability to give up so i think that counts for a lot but Bottom line, folks, yeah, you need to see more. Although I did love what I saw from Marte Mapu on that yeah. first fumble and Cody Davis scooping it yeah. up. That was a heads-up play by Marte, something the Patriots need to take advantage of. That's sound fundamental football, That's folks. it. Great instincts. That, that, that's it. My, Mapu, uh, second week in a row, had a, a nice interception last week, right? Was it last week in mm-hmm. interception? And then uh, yep. then came up with this this week, but it, it's just it it's fundamental special teams that are that you know gaffes that are that are screwing mm-hmm. this team, 
um, giving up that that big punt return, you know, uh, running out of bounds and, and costing uh, costing yourself field position. You know, these are things that add up throughout a game, and you cannot point to a game this year where special teams has not let this uh, this Patriots uh, team down. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. Bill talks about three phases. The the Patriots have really been playing, you know, just two phases of football all year, sometimes one and a half. Mm-hmm. It's true. And, you know, in that situation, Joel, to answer your question, yeah, you have to put a lot of that on the players. They need to make the plays. They need yep. to take responsibility for their miscues. But when it's happening that consistently, yeah, it's the coaching. Bulk, the bulk of that blame pie has to go on coaching. It's, it's, and that's it's where coaching. I, put it on I want them gone. I, I want yeah. them both gone. So yeah, they somebody need needs to come there. in here and write this ship. There needs to be mm. some new voices because obviously these well-paid individuals are not listening to their um, not so well-paid coaches and even. Mm. A, extremely well-paid coaches because there are some still working off of their, uh, their head coaching uh, contracts. Yeah, absolutely folks. And you know, it's uh, one of those things. Yes. The Patriots were absolutely missing the veteran savvy of Matthew Slater out there on Sunday that can account for some of it. But again, we're seeing this far too often. There needs to be a change at the top of the coaching room in special teams. And I think there will be uh, this year, just my opinion, not anything I'm reporting folks, just my gut reaction. Murph, before we take our leave of this subject, we're going to have some fun at the expense of some of the special teams because it did all end with a happy Christmas end. Ending. But our good friend and every day are out there, a first-time question submitter, um, the great Ed Helinski at Mr. Oh, Ed Eddie. 315. Yep. Ed wants to know, how hopeful were you when Chad Ryland came on the field to attempt that 56-yard field goal against the Broncos? Be honest now. Murph, I have no problem with it. I'll be honest. I was about 10% confident that he was yeah. going to put it through the uprights. I was not. I was one of those guys that, especially after what we saw from Chad earlier in the game, 56 yards was a lot. I would have been a lot happier if it was 46 or under, but I got to give the kid a lot of credit. He definitely delivered in a situation where he was most needed, but yeah, I wasn't too confident. Yeah. 37, 37%. Yeah. Those those that know, no, (laughs) I was 37%. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted, I wanted a touchdown there. I was hoping for a touchdown there. It just didn't happen. I thought when they lined up for this kick that we were going to overtime, and we were going to try to 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 work it out then maybe win a coin toss and 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 take care of that but no it, it was it was it was not good it, mm. my, my confidence was not sky high i really thought that this was going to be an overtime game and you know once again um uh, you know just give me um more reason not to have made it to midnight mass <laughs> really i mean we came dangerously close and to running into it, christmas bro. morning that was man. dead solid he perfect. did Absolutely. It had the distance. It had the accuracy right down the middle. You got to give him credit. If you're going to nail a game winner, that's the way to do it, folks. And a tip of the cap to Chad Ryland for uh, a great move. And a tip of the cap to you, Ed. Thank you for asking us that question and wanting to know what we thought when we saw Chad Ryland lining up. Uh, Folks, now that the Christmas game is over and the Patriots only have two divisional matchups left on the schedule, what are the Patriots going to plan once that final whistle sounds against the Jets on January 7th. Murph and I are going to put on our Belichickian prognosticator hats in just a moment, courtesy of a great question from another valued everydayer on Locked On Patriots. What is a Pat's post-holiday plan? We'll answer that when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast wraps up. 
proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, we've all been there. You want tickets to the big game or your favorite musical artist, and you just can't find an easy and affordable way to do it? Well, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and the easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater, and events near you. And Game Time's all-in prices show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal without any hidden fees. They're actually obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. And that includes zone deals, where you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or roll for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So again, create an account and redeem the code L O C K E D O N N F L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots, spending part of your post Christmas holiday here on Locked On Patriots. And we're breaking down the Pats 26 23 victory over the Denver Broncos, Patriots' fourth win of the season. A lot of the fan base believes that all this win did was throw a wrench into the Patriots' most prominent plans. It messed up their opportunity to get a top three quarterback, um, a top three pick in this draft, likely at that point to be taken with one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft. We know that you've been very vocal that Joe Alt is the pick. I don't think the Patriots have taken themselves out of the Alt running. If they end up with number four and they grab him there, that's a hell of a cornerstone to build around. But again... I understand the argument about needing to get a cornerstone quarterback right. too, folks. I'm not discounting that. Just saying We're that not. there is an alternative to the straight and forward narrative. Right. But the Patriots have a lot of other plans beyond that. This is not a team that is simply going to draft one player and automatically become a contender next year. We know there's going to be a lot built. Again, one of our great everydayers out there has... A question for us, Murph, what the Patriots' post-holiday plans will be. And our man Chris at CG the Jedi Master. Chris, happy holidays. Thanks so much for the great question. And he wants to know, if the season ended tomorrow, what is the Murph Mike D plan for the Patriots in 2024? Murph, I put it to you. If you're the general manager making the decisions, you got Bill Belichick's ear or whoever is going to be coaching or making the decisions next year. What is day one, first order of business? What do the Patriots have to do to move forward into 2024 and make sure that it was better than 2023? Build from strength. Mm-hmm. Build from strength. All right. Absolutely. I need to I need to see Christian Barmore extended. Mm-hmm. I need to see um I need to see other key guys on on that side of the ball extended and brought back. Um, I need Mike Onwayu under contract for a very long time. I don't care if you have to if you have to franchise him. Okay, I can find it to move him back in where he belongs. And not that he hasn't done a very good job at um 
at, at being kicked out to, to right tackle. We, we've said before that they should have done that sooner. That's the move they should have made sooner. Um, but no, they need to build from strength and then they need to, to rebuild this offensive line. Okay. Mm-hmm. We need a left tackle more than anything. You go out there and you look at any team worth its salt, any team that is out there and succeeding, they do it behind a dominant offensive line. Okay, you can go and find a quarterback in the in the second round, in the third round. There are guys out there that uh, that can come in here and fit. Keep this defensive unit together, build this offensive line, and then worry about everything else last. Okay, mm-hmm. you worry about the wide receivers last. Okay, I'm not saying worry about a quarterback last. You're going to need to go out and find one because I'm not sure that Bailey Zappi is the answer. Let's see what happens over the last couple of games and going to, but I I do believe that he's earned a spot on this roster going forward into next Mm -hmm. year. Um, What, what that means for Mac Jones, I'm not really sure. Um, He's somebody I feel right now may be best served by a fresh start somewhere else Mm -hmm. and bring in a, um, bring in a, uh, a bridge guy, a, a veteran, you know, we, we've we've seen what what those guys have been able to do down in Tampa and in Cleveland this year behind good offensive lines. Build that line. That's what they mm-hmm. need to do. Uh, and they also need to beat the Jets and the Bills. <laughs> they need yeah, it. I think. Yeah, I think there might be some of our listeners that might have a little bit of a bone to pick with that, folks. Definitely let us know what yeah. your thoughts are. We're always, always interested to find out what your thoughts are. As long as you keep the comments respectable, okay. folks, we appreciate right. them. Good, bad, or indifferent. You don't have to agree with Murphy. No. And if you keep it within the bounds of good taste, folks, we're always happy to right. feature your great work here. And, of course, Chris has done so today. I completely agree with Murph. The first order of business that I am making, I'm making sure that Christian Barmore is locked up for a very long time. Kyle Duggar, too. Him being a four-year veteran now, he has the ability to be extended next year. You definitely want to work on that and get that done because when you look at what this kid does, eight total tackles on Sunday night, two of them went for a loss. Four quarterback hits. He's in the middle of every big play on defense. Not by happenstance, folks. That's by design. This is his first career three-sack game. I didn't realize that. His sacks on Sunday night, Murph, didn't come in garbage time when it was not important. These are coming all in the third quarter. And they're coming at times when the Patriots need them the most. Had two eight-yard sacks and one nine-yard sack on Russell Wilson, who is not the easiest quarterback to bring down, folks. Barmore made it look easy on Sunday because of his prowess. Yeah, I love the guy. Definitely want to see him back. Um, Kyle Duggar, you mentioned, I would make him a priority. I'm not quite sure the New England Patriots are going to be able to because of the obligations that they have. I think Michael Wainu is a bigger priority in making sure that you have a veteran lineman on the right side, whether it be a guard or whether it be a tackle. I'd leave him a tackle. He's doing a great job. I think Marte Mappo is starting to show that he could be that guy, especially with the production they're getting out of Jabril Peppers. And I'm going to make Claire happy. I'm going to please the Countess for a moment. I'd love to see Hunter Henry back in. I think the leadership that he brings, I think uh, the synergy he's developing with Bailey Zappi, especially if the Patriots fall out of that range to take that next level can't miss prospect quarterback please you're going to need as much help as you can for bailey zappi or whoever is coming in here to try to make a name for themselves going down the line so excellent question 
Chris, thanks so much for all of your support for Locked On Patriots. And folks, in the meantime, I want to thank my good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto, for joining me here today, helping me sort through all of this mail. This guy does his job. He is not the Newman of the Postal Service for Locked On Patriots. He goes above and beyond. But bottom line, Murph, what can I say? Thank you for joining me here on this post-Christmas episode. On behalf of my good friend, Thomas Murph, I'm Mike DeBate, reminding you to stay safe and to stay well and to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow on Locked on Patriots. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.